Kabablo, Balti, Machas. Muri Bayasa, Hume Malila, Ainan Kadon, Muri Bayasa, Lady Folidon, Muri Bayasa, Lada Folidon, Muri Bayasa, Dambe Folidon, Muri Bayasa, Muri Bayasa, Hume Malila, Ainan Kadon, Muri Bayasa, Lady Folidon. Believe it or not, we are in Mali, ladies and gentlemen. And as Afropop listeners know, we have long admired this West African nation for its astoundingly diverse musical landscape, one that includes everything from Monday Griot's continuing ancient oral traditions to powerful Wasulu singers and the blues-tinged guitars of the Sahara. Many of our favorite artists have come from Mali, including Afropop superstars like Ali Farka Touré, Toumani Diabaté, and Oumu Sangare. But today, Afropop is landing its ears to a very different Mali, a new generation armed with computers, digital recording devices and cell phones is redefining the meaning of Malian music and we're taking you along for the ride. This will be a story of small-town garage rock bands, neighborhood DJs, DIY remixes, underground hip-hop and the sound of a new Mali in the making. As we all know, Mali has endured a terrible tragedy but life and music goes on regardless. The incredible variety of music still pouring out of cities, towns and villages from across the country is a clear testament to that.
beautiful. That was the song Tamala by Aminata Wasijay. Did you hear that mixture of electronics and traditional guitar style? Well, that's just the beginning. But before we get too much further, it's time to meet our guide. My name is Christopher Kirkley, and I run the Sahel Sounds blog and record label focused on music and cultural phenomenon in the West African Sahel. Christopher has spent a great deal of time in Mali, starting around 2009 and continuing up until the northern conflict made travel impossible. He worked with numerous musicians, making recordings throughout the country. Sahel Sounds started as a blog, intended simply as a way to share the music that he experienced on his travels. It's since expanded into a label with something of a mission. The effort of the label is to capture what is actually happening on the ground in Mali right now or in West Africa uh, to showcase some of the pop music that people are currently listening to. I think that a lot of the world music that we hear right now in America or in the West is not really representative of what people are listening to in West Africa. And as you can imagine, it's usually pretty hard to get music fresh from the streets of Bamako in New York City. Which is why, with Chris's help, we are in for a treat. To start with, let's listen to what has become the style for parties in Bamako. It's called Balani Show.
Lamine Traoré, quite a sound, I tell you. What you've just heard was an example of a typical track that might be played at one of Bamako's Balani shows, neighborhood street parties that have become a common sight in Mali's capital city over the past decade, featuring child's games, party-animating MCs, competitive dance battles, and hours upon hours of thunderous percussion. The parties are quite a scene. And while the DJs at the center play everything from Coupe de Calais from Ivory Coast to Malian Pop, much of the music has come to have a sound of its own. This Balani show music is distinctly Malian and definitely modern, a form of frenzied dance that remixes and reworks both traditional percussion and contemporary styles, mixing it all with electronic flair. But, you might ask, Where exactly does it come from? Balani show has its origins in these bilophone parties. And the bilophone is a percussive instrument. And there were these village parties where musicians would play uh, percussion and bilophone and call the villagers to come together and have these parties. And the Balani show is sort of an extension of that. It's this traditional bilophone model adapted to the city. Let's hear some of that original Balani music from Senufo Balafon Virtuoso, Neba Solo.
That's beautiful. As rural Malians moved into the city, they brought that balafon tradition with them. But balafon music is expensive. Musicians have to be hired and instruments rented. Wanting to hear balafon but unable to afford it, residents of major cities like Bamako turned to DJs who could, with help of power and loudspeakers, provide the soundtrack for neighborhood parties. Originally, they would simply play tapes of pre-recorded balafon music. But over time, the possibilities of playback let DJs create their own style. DJs started to create this music that really recalled the bilophone, but they could make it on their computer. They started to compose these electronic versions of what bilophone music was. Sort of this like pounding dance rhythm, but sampling percussive elements of the bilophone and different Malian drums. The first Balani show DJs created live remixes using samplers, but today most use PC-based DJ software, composing in advance and showcasing their songs during live sets. And while some of the tracks are entirely original, much of the music is made by heavily remixing earlier tracks. These are often based on hits from Malian stars, overlaying the originals with beats that give them a new high-energy rhythm. Let's hear some more show, this time from DJ Balani. received a boost from what might seem an unlikely source, parents. While this music may sound like youth running wild, Balani shows take place in the center of neighborhoods, drawing together people from across generations. The cool thing about the Balani show is that it really is for the kids and for the young people, 
but it's organized in the neighborhood, right in front of someone's house. So part of the reason for the popularity of the Balani show is that it's a way for the parents to organize a party for their kids while keeping an eye on their kids because it's right in front of their house. So they can step out and check in on their kids and see that they're not up to anything they don't approve of. To hear more Balani show music, be sure to check out our website, afropop.org, and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. that was. It was the sound of a man flipping through a collection of songs stored on what has become the most important piece of musical technology currently used in Mali, the cell phone. In the last few years, the widespread availability of cheap, portable and loud phones has made music ubiquitous on the street, transforming Mali's soundscape. People carry their own soundtracks with them everywhere they go blaring music out of their pockets. While Bamako has always been a music-heavy city, this marks a serious change. So let's hear one of those cell phone-ready tunes. song called Tinariwen, which means deserts in the Tamashek language of the Tuareg. You probably hear a bit of distortion on that track. 
Well, that distinctive sound comes from the compression needed to force the music into as small a file as possible. But what could have been a problem has been turned into a style, and artists now create music recorded specifically to fit with the sound created by low-quality MP3s. But simply playing music isn't the only thing that cell phones are good for. Here's Chris. The cell phones that people are using in West Africa have this uh, Bluetooth capability. So music is shared from phone to phone. If a bunch of kids are sitting around playing music on their phone and uh, one of the songs elicits some interest, you can pretty quickly just say, hey, I like that song, can you send me that? And uh, with a few clicks, uh, you've made a copy. And uh, it's created this uh, huge network of file sharing across West Africa where people take songs from their friends and then get on a bus, travel 10 hours, go to a new city, transfer a song again. And these songs can be shared without really any internet. The technology has transformed the music marketplace. While the most popular musicians have seen an impact on their sales, many lesser-known artists use this extended network as a valuable source of free promotion. Events like weddings are big money, and having a well-known song can ensure work. But for younger musicians, especially rappers that have proliferated in Bamako, money is often not much of an issue. While a rare few can make a living off their music, most do it for respect and notoriety. And the rise of cell phones has created another outlet for music, the MP3 market. In Bamako, downtown in the central market, there's a cell phone market. It's just alongside the, one of the main streets and there's vendors lined up sitting under umbrellas with glass cases showing off their different cell phones for sale. Every vendor also has a laptop connected to a pair of speakers playing out their latest music. And if you walk up to these guys and you ask them for the songs, you can buy the MP3s and uh, they'll browse through their collections. You can choose the songs you want and they'll fill up your phone or your USB key with the latest songs. You can find people selling MP3s everywhere from Kidal to Neofunke uh, to Bamako. But the real big MP3 markets are in the capital cities where you can see computers lined up one after another, a myriad of cables sprouting from them, and uh, sort of this competition of sound of people blasting out the music from their computers. Let's hear another one of the tracks played on cell phones all across Bamako. Al-Janna Garamane, Irkoi Gagaramane, D. 
That was Feno S, a rapper from Gao. The track was recorded at a local home studio. Although Feno is only 18 years old, his song is found as far away as Lagos, Nigeria, carried there on cell phones. I'm Georges Collinet, and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International.
hip-hop has grown into the youth music of choice in Mali, exploding in popularity since the early 90s. And unsurprisingly, its popularity tracks closely with that of cell phones, the majority of which are used by the younger generations. While African hip-hop has developed into any number of national and regional styles, the Malian version has taken on a unique form, drawing on the rich sounds and rhythms of the country's older musical traditions. Producers strive to create a music that connects to both the past and the present, remaining in conversation with tradition while still sounding utterly contemporary, and they do a remarkably good job of it. Listen to this, a Malian version of the US hip-hop hit called Teach Me How to Doggy, by rapper Tal B. Malian Dugido, eh, eh, 
Sen kame dugido, botu kona me dugido, balani na me dugido. Kare kona me dugido, haliklan kame malian dugido. Wow, that was Malian Doggy by Tal B. Today, there are hundreds of rappers in Mali. The spread of easily accessible recording equipment has put digital production in the hands of anyone who wants it. Building a studio is simple. Anyone with a computer, a mic, and a copy of cracked software can become a rapper or producer. And the result is a freewheeling youth culture that encourages experimentation and innovation with producers churning out tracks that, as we just heard, borrow, remix, and fuse tradition and global influence. Ibafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafaf
tokot yaman ron kuma beni ko si mola ubeyele ma konosi net kelendo bi mola wariko musoko ote en blanyorona onde yeli kelenye onse gampanyorona That was Iba Wano, one of the most popular rappers in Mali. Iba is known for his lightning-fast flow. As a foreign in port, hip-hop might seem to present a break with tradition, but many rappers see it differently. For proof, look no further than Sidiki Djabate, son of Grammy Award-winning Kora master Tumani Djabate. Sidiki is also a talented Kora player, continuing a tradition that his father says goes back 70 generations. At the same time, Sidiki has become one of the top hip-hop producers in Mali, sought after for his tracks that often include traditional instrumentation. Listen to the fusion of griot sounds and hip-hop style on this track from Sidiki Jabate.
That was Sidiki Jabate, the son of world-renowned Kora player Tumani Jabate. And now, we move north, leaving Bamako for Timbuktu. Yara yara bubum, Ustin Baba Hudisi, Wale Danko Yung, Ustin Baba Hudisi, Uraka Fata Bubu, Ustin Baba Hudisi, Arka Villa Bubu, Ustin Baba Hudisi, Ayame Kanikanda Kajerche, Ustin Baba Ah, my old friend, Ali Farka Touré. You may not know, but a host of well-known musicians like Ali and Afel Bukum all hail from Nyefunke. It's a tiny town on the Niger River, just a few hours outside of Timbuktu. And while Ali himself passed away in 2006, the town is still producing powerful music and kids with guitars are everywhere. Christopher went there multiple times, most recently in 2011, and by the way, that was just before the uprising and subsequent conflict that has unfolded in the north of Mali. Chris met the members of Al-Kibar Jr., who currently reign as the town's top local band. The group plays in the tradition of their role models, with a few pivotal differences. As you can hear, they play loud. That was a recording that Christopher made of Alkibar Jr. playing their track Tamala live in the small Malian town of Nyafunke. As their name suggests, the group first formed as a junior version of Alkibar, the band led by Afel Bukum. Leaving Nyafunke to embark on increasingly lengthy tours, Afel wanted to create a band that could stay behind and play for the townspeople. So, he created the group, drafting a number of local youth, including his younger brother, Ama, and handing them down instruments and amplifiers. Since then, the band has grown into Afel's shoes, taking on the role of Nyafunke's hometown band and playing throughout the region, most of their shows take place in nearby agricultural villages. Strapping amps, generators, and a battered drum set on the roof of a van, they drive for hours along dirt roads, plugging in and playing for crowds of 200 in villages without electricity or cell phone service. Sometimes they are paid with sacks of rice. It's just a local grind, and the band is happy to do it. Ama says that this kind of career isn't out of the ordinary. Ama says all the countryside does this. If they cultivate and they get some rice, we'd say, let's go there. We'll earn some rice and maybe some money too. While the musicians of Alkibar Jr. may work within a local tradition, their music also reflects a changing aesthetic. While Nyafunke is rural, it's far from musically isolated. Coupé de Calais from Ivory Coast is quite popular, and its rhythms have clearly influenced the fast-paced beats of Alkibar's electric tracks. The band's music is also shaped by its local audience, whose taste runs more towards the raw and impassioned style performed by the group 
than the calmer playing of its predecessors. Ama, the brother of Afel Bokum and a member of the group, told us Afel always says if you want to go international, you need to play calabash and acoustic guitar, but we prefer drum sets. So now let's hear another track. This is Suka Selena by Alkebar Jr.
Al-Kibar Jr. These new sounds from Mali also reflect a change in generation as older bands gain increasing national and on occasion international popularity well they leave their hometowns and move to the capital why well to tour abroad you need to live near an international airport right well-known acts like Tinari Wen are simply not around and as a result their influence is filtered through a generation of younger local groups so what we hear in the west is often several steps removed from the music being played on the ground As bands leave, younger ones come to take their place. Groups like Alkibar Jr. are only the tip of the iceberg. Hundreds play throughout the Malian countryside. Bands like these and the desire of their fans to hear them is what ensures the continuity of Mali's musical culture. These days, that music may be transmitted by Bluetooth rather than cassettes, and the Chora may be sampled rather than passed on from father to son. But a profound engagement with traditions of the past ensures that the music maintains a hard-won vitality. Contemporary music is enriched by the depth of an ancient aesthetic, and tradition is able to move and change with the times rather than fight against them. Alkibar Jr. may sound unorthodox, but it makes more sense to see them along with the rappers, Balani show DJs, and cell phone stars as integral links in Mali's continuing musical life. As Chris points out, They need to have these local bands in order to really support and maintain that musical culture. And, I mean, Alkibar Jr., even though they're the junior band, uh, they already have their own junior. I mean, you could call them Alkibar Jr. Jr., a second or a third generation of younger kids, you know, 13-year-old kids who are learning from Alkibar Jr. how to play music. To hear more of Alkibar Jr. and to read the full transcript of our interview with Chris, visit us online at afropop.org. And now, for our last song, we felt it was appropriate to pick a track that ties together all the threads of what we've been hearing today. It's got a mixture of Western pop influences, Malian tradition, homegrown electronics, rap, and, in the very special case, the magic of Phil Collins. Joloko, take us home. <laughs> I'm 
Funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Humanities, the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art, and PRI, Public Radio International, affiliate stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. Thanks to Chris Kirkley for his help and visit afropop.org for music, videos and photos of the artists featured in this program. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. Production for this program by Sam Backer. Our chief photo engineer and co-producer is Michael Jones. Banning Air edits our website, afropop.org. Our producer for new media is Sam Backer. And I'm Georges Collinet. Public Radio International.